Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge. <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke. Honey, you are a regular nuclear meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well, do each his own. Go to school, boys. Hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Nuclear Fridge. I'm your host, Matt Paget, and today I am joined by two of the most beautiful boys I've ever come to know. That was not as enthusiastic of an intro as usual. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, broken down. Let's say that. Broken, broken, oh, no. broken down. Because oh, I've no. been playing through Dark Souls 2 again. Oh, okay. I thought, it was, I thought it might be worse <laughs> than that. I was worried yeah, for same, a second, man. but you've inflicted this on yourself by playing the worst Dark Souls game. Yeah, I, I was like... Oh, I'm coming around on it. And then right before this podcast, I got to the Iron Keep and uh, yeah, fucking whole area sucks so much. It got to a point where I was dying so much that uh, I had killed them so many times that they started to despawn from the area. But uh, uh, I'm just in a spot that fucking sucks. Yeah, it really there, fucking there are sucks. parts of that game that I, I really did like and I enjoyed playing it co-op for the most part. But there are also parts that it just it's just so... There's so much to it, I feel like. It goes on much longer than it needs to. It feels like their oh, response yeah. to Dark Souls 1 was, let's just make more of Dark Souls, but yeah, not I, as I, thoughtful, I guess. I 100% agree. It, it's like, it, it feels like a lot of levels as opposed to this one big world. It It has so much to it. There are so many more enemies on screen at once. Half the time you're fighting off hordes of the same character. It's fucking, oh my God. Drives me crazy, but I, I have been having fun. More fun than I've ever had with the game. Uh, but it's still Dark Souls more 2. Fun, more fun than when we all played together in co-op? L let me tell you, it's easier when you, I think there are fewer enemies. <laughs> well, it probably helps that you don't need to do every area three times. That also helps. If I had to do the Iron Keep three times again, I would fucking scream. Yeah, I feel like I played that game three times. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah, we did. We 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 fucking deserve the three playthroughs on that. But anyway, that voice you hear is Jacob Decker. Hello, we're talking about Dark Souls today. Dark Souls, uh, and our friend, our patron saint is also here <laughs> Stuart gears i am here as well and you're a patron you're a, saint apparently pa i patron saint that's i like that that's what you do to deserve that i don't know um, i don't think anything but i'll take it uphold, upholding the sainthood of of the gears and i am patriarch. i embrace and tell people to He's enjoy keeping, your pets He's keeping those gears spinning. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? When we when we turn this into a media empire and we have like a YouTube channel, we could do like Stewart's gears and what's what's grinding them, oh, stuff God. like that. Yeah. We do a whole branding yeah, deal. That, that's with, an original bit. Yeah, and we could do a whole branding deal with Gears of War, and like oh, finally, that could that could be finally. My... 
get some of that publisher money that we've been accused of taking for our entire careers. What's up, guys? It's your boy Stuart here with with Gears of War. I could see it. Yeah, I th- I think it'd be fucking sick as fuck, dude. I, I would have. I'm, I'm the patron saint, Stuart Gears that. with Gears of War. Okay, <laughs> patron saint. I don't know, but I'll take it. I love I Gears. I love Gears. Uh, I'm glad to be with uh, here with you, boys. <laughs> same, Matthew. Same. I uh, I was supposed to see Scream this week, the new one, but uh, my little brother had to get tested for COVID, so that fucking put the kibosh on everything I was looking forward to the past week. How's he doing? He neither- Is he okay? Oh yeah, yeah. He he tested negative, oh, but I don't good. care about that. I just wanted to go see Scream. <laughs> what, okay, what is? What did you say though? It kind of put the what on everything. I think he said the kai, kibosh. He said kibosh. What is that? You've never heard of put the kibosh? No. Have you heard that, Stuart? I've heard kibosh. Put put the kibosh. I've heard the kibosh, but maybe everyone just mispronounces it. He put it. the kibosh. I'm looking this up. Kibosh. I've never heard Decisively that Decisively end or reject. The presence of a submarine would kibosh the operation. Here, let's, let me listen to this. Yeah, it's kibosh. You've never heard of kibosh? Nope, never heard of it. Oh, wow. That's wild. Well, we we learn something new every day here at the nuclear fridge. The more you know. And the more you know, the stronger you'll be for the upcoming war. Uh, sure. The culture war. Uh, well, I'm but, sorry you didn't get to see Scream. I, I want to see it, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I'll probably couldn't. see it next week, um, but we'll see. Uh, but I did did see another movie in lieu of that one. You finally uh, saw Dune, right? I did see Dune. But I that's not what you want to talk about. That is ex- absolutely what I want to oh, talk okay. about. Because oh. I love you guys, and you guys had seen it for a really long time, and I finally saw it. Um, And... I was a little underwhelmed by it. I think I my basically my whole opinion is is that I thought it was really cool. I liked it all. But I think I will love it when that second movie comes out. Because it definitely felt like um like chapter 1 part 1 of a two parts movie, you know what I mean? And I know that's what it is. But um, I definitely, I was definitely like I, underwhelmed I think by it's, that ending. For I, sure. I definitely think it's a movie that benefits on a rewatch. Because if you recall, I mean, the first time I watched it, I, I really liked it, but I had some qualms with it. And even on a rewatch, there's still little things with it. Like, I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, but um, it definitely, you know it's, I definitely enjoyed it much more when I rewatched it. Yeah, I definitely think I need to rewatch it. Um, I thought it was really, I mean, fucking Denis Villeneuve is fucking awesome. And I think I wanted more weirdness in it. Like, I loved the uh, Bene Gesserit scene at the beginning with the fucking, uh, the pain box. Um, I, I looked up what that's actually called, and it was some, like, gom jabber, gom jabar seam or whatever. Yeah, that's about but as far as I read. Cool. When I tried reading Dune, I got to that part, and I was like, I don't really understand what's happening, so I stopped reading it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on, on the ending, though. I, I do think that, I, I, like, 
I would have sat in that movie theater for another couple hours if there had been that other half. Like, I would have been happier doing that than I would have had to have leave, you know? Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I, I would have sat there for another fucking three hours and to see the end. I, I don't know if I talked about it on this before, but Denis Villeneuve wanted to shoot Dune 2 while he was shooting Dune 1, or I guess Dune Book 2, Part 2, whatever it is. Right, right. Uh, he wanted to, but the studio was like, eh, you know what? This is uh, this is an expensive film as is. Why don't we see how one goes, and then we'll do the second one. Uh, right. Could which, you imagine if it didn't do well enough for a sequel? I, well, um, I mean, like... Especially I, I, with that ending. I yeah. Honestly, I don't really know how well it did, right? Because... A lot of people watched it on HBO Max. Like I don't know. I haven't looked into it. To right. be fair, maybe it has done well um, for what right. they expected. But but it it's definitely a weird time where it's hard to it's hard to judge whether or not a movie has done well, especially when they're releasing on demand at the same time. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, and I almost wonder like how do they like you said how do they even measure like oh hey a hundred thousand watches in like the first 12 hours of its release like what does that mean yeah because like that that doesn't mean ticket sales that means a bunch of people turned on hbo max and said oh shit dune's on here um, well they probably also they'll look at for people who subscribe at that point and then oh like, that's a really good point it. too because i'm sure there's people that would have wanted to watch it that didn't wouldn't maybe prior didn't have hbo max right or maybe like when was the last time they logged in right to, to HBO Max before this came out, uh, but apparently it did well because they they like they greenlit it fairly quickly. They greenlit the it yeah. like right after, yeah, which is good because uh, that ending definitely felt like uh, more more than I think any movie. I'm trying to think of like a part, like a series of movies that tell one story where the ending felt so like like I I I almost felt like the next scene was supposed to play out. But um, mm -hmm. other than that, I, I also read that like I'm, I'm probably going to try to read the books because it sounds cool. And I, I've, I mean, I've seen David Lynch's movie and um, that movie is weird as fuck. The books uh, are I weird as fuck, especially oh, yeah. the later ones, apparently. Uh, oh, really? they, yeah, they go off the rails. I, I know a lot of people not like in a bad way. There's just it's a very interesting subsection of science fiction i guess uh and i know a lot of people are very curious to see what they do on those later ones because apparently they seem pretty impossible to film i'm not convinced there will be more i think they're probably just gonna do dune part one part two at least denny villanueva probably won't be doing the other books i imagine i feel like he's gonna do dune and step away right. and maybe the studio will be like hey this did well enough let's get another director in here to do the next book uh, and Michael Bay. Yeah, exactly. Because I cannot imagine, <laughs> I cannot imagine a director like him wanting to sit with this franchise, this this series for like like how long would that take? I think there are five books, no, like uh, uh, oh, two honestly, parts each. Yeah. Like you can't not do the other ones in just one movie now because they've already set the precedent of having two movies per book. Like like it would just it sounds like such a logistical nightmare um, to try to get that worked out so i think they're probably gonna stop at dune that's my guess i i honestly kind of just hope they do because i yeah, I, I mean like as much as i liked dune i i 
I I love his movie so much that yeah. I want to see him do other things. I don't know if I'd want him to be doing like six Dune movies. Yeah, I would. That, be, I would probably I would get bummed. burnt out by that, and I'd be like, man, what would he be doing if he wasn't doing Dune all this time? Isn't he doing like another like '60s or '70s sci-fi book next? Uh, I think I remember hearing something about that. I uh, feel like look it up. Yeah, I feel like I heard something about it, but it's not going to be a thing for a while because he's working on Dune Part Two for right. this. But I, I imagine that's not going to take super. I imagine he must have already had that written, like otherwise he wouldn't have wanted to shoot it while he was shooting one. So right, right. So uh, Rendezvous with Rama by Arthur C. Clarke is the movie he's mm. going to make, hmm. which that's the Space Odyssey dude, right? I think so. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, I, 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 I'm really excited for Dune 2. And, and then, the f- I mean, whatever. It's, t- it's two years. Like, that's going to be the difference between this movie and that movie. But, like, I think the... If I remember correctly from the David Lynch movie, like, I think it's a time jump. Oh, between, really? Between, like, him meeting the Fremens and then becoming, like, a desert dude or whatever. I think that's how it goes. Uh, but I looked up, man. I, l- I looked up some of... Like, I, I think I was reading comments on a YouTube video or something like that, and they were talking about why, like, like the, the, I, I think there's a, there's a specific knife fight in this movie that I thought was really, like, weird, and I felt like I saw, like, an unedited version of it. Um, it was just very anticlimactic, and I found out that, like, in the book, the majority of that fight is all in his head. And he's like talking to himself and like oh, spoilers. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not spoiler saying anything alert. about. I mean, we should just uh, say spoiler alerts from now on, anyway. Right, right. I, I guess it's a small spoiler, but like he fights someone, and in the book he is fighting someone who doesn't use a personal shield, which is what like yeah all the people in war do. They they wear this shield that is like impervious to guns because you have to do a slow strike to beat it. Right. Right. I, I mean, I think he probably I mean, just realistically be try, getting that PG-13 rating because his movies, as we've seen, like he's he's not someone who's like puts like graphic violence in movies. But usually, you know, you feel the punch and I feel like. Right. So those well, fights, I'm, they probably toned down and yeah, I, didn't not, give a lot of leeway. Gore. I feel I'm like not, I don't I'm want gore, gore either. I'm not talking about <laughs> gore. Don't you throw that. <laughs> I'm I feel just like saying it's also hard to set up. An intimate fight like that right after they ran from a giant sandworm thing that was yeah, swallowing sure. half the desert and like yeah. they just like stood on some rocks and they're like, ah, we're good now. And then they uh, fought and it was like, okay, I mean, the fight was, the fight was, I, I, I don't remember the, I mean, I remember the fight happening. I don't really remember how I felt about how it was shot at all, but I, I remember it being fine. I think what was more surprising is that was like the last notable thing that kind of yeah. ended the film which felt a little strange because yeah i think when you compare like what had happened throughout that film and then it just ends on that and you're like oh there's not more that's it for now i gotta wait a year or yeah whatever. all right well well yeah i mean and plus even before that i mean there's some pretty solid choreographed fights in the movie early yeah there are as well so when you get to that fight and it's it, it is a little bit of a like just, with duncan you know, idaho it, yeah, Duncan Idaho's fight was was solid, uh, and yeah, it does feel a little anti. I can see what Matt says about it being a little anticlimactic compared to everything else that's happened, and then like you said, coming after a giant 
worms well, yeah, swallowing I mean, everything. It's a little. I think bit, it's uh, kind of a soft note. I, I definitely like. I, I the thing I thought was really. Well, I, I don't even know how how to feel about this, but I probably have to watch it again. But it definitely felt like I it wasn't following the typical like. And, I, and honestly, I actually, to be tr- truthful, I I love this about it is that it wasn't like Star Wars where it's like, all right, we're introduced to the characters and then, oh, something happens and then they got to deal with it. And then they come back and at the end they play a big song uh, that makes you feel hopeful because Jedis. Um, but <laughs> it definitely, it, it didn't feel like... It didn't have like formulaic traditional three-act structure. structure. Yeah, like like it definitely feels like part one is is yeah. It almost feels like I watched a play. I'm gonna go pee and then I'm gonna come back for the second half of the play. Um, I, I mean, for me, it felt very much. I, and this is not a criticism of it, but it felt almost like if you had edited together some like TV show episodes. Because there's a couple times in this movie that it felt like, oh, that could have been a when I when I look back, I go like, oh, that could have been you know like a little cut into a you know 40 minute segment mm. oh yeah no i, I not and that's not a criticism that. like i'm happy to that i watched the whole movie as is sounds like a criticism Stuart. it's wow. no it's just that's just kind of how it feels no especially criticism allowed here ends. i i, I I'm, 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 I'm just kidding to criticize i know i know i just you know it was a great it was really good i mean for me i those these sort of sci-fi movies i i think i even said this last time we reviewed it i'm not sure but I can get easily detached if there's not much there, and luck. And luckily, with this, it's it's well written. The characters are are interesting. Um, I was definitely more invested in his father and uh, everything going on there. I think that was for me the most interesting part of the movie, especially once it like gets into like Stellan Skarsgård and all that. But uh, solid first part. I, I look forward to seeing part two. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I totally agree. I uh, I I need to watch it again, especially since I have the 4K Blu-ray and I want to <laughs> load that motherfucker up. I, I got keep, it as well. I keep forgetting I it's it. all. I keep forgetting it's already out. I know, right? It's crazy. I feel like movies are coming. I like. I just don't understand how movies are scheduled anymore because it's like. I'll be like, oh, a lot of people have seen this movie and I'll look it up and I'll be like, oh, it's out in theaters, but it's not on on demand for another two weeks for like no reason at all. I mean, I there's a reason to get people in theaters, you know, but it's just like, huh, that's weird. Okay, I guess I have to wait two weeks for it to show up. And then like a month later, it's already out on Blu-ray. And then like a month after that, it's on Netflix. And I'm like, what's going on? Like normally, I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, it, even it's for, been weird. It, it's definitely going to be weird. I mean, WB still, I think, being one of the more open studios with everything going on with COVID trying to kind of have the best of both worlds, because I know the Batman's going to hit HBO max in like mid April and it comes oh, out really early March. So mm. I, theaters were pissed about that. Um, understandably, but other than WB, I don't see other studios. Uh, I mean, usually it's just kind of like what they're doing with Morbius where it gets delayed another like eight months. Yeah. But, WB seems to be the only one that's trying to kind of allow both. Like I just, oh, I, I, not to go off topic, but I like I just watched Matrix. Um, oh yeah, what did you think of that? I liked it. All right. 
Yeah, I liked it. I liked uh, it too. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it after we're done with Dune a okay. bit, I guess. But in, but I like though that they've been WB has been a bit more, you know, open to people who maybe can't get to a theater or just want to be safe mm-hmm. and enjoy the movie. Yeah. And I and they Dude. must be doing fair, like like we were just saying earlier that it it must be working to a degree, or they wouldn't greenlight things like a Dune sequel that quickly, because yeah, that absolutely. would be horrible decision if it wasn't doing well for them it's funny because the biggest seller to have movies like launch day and date at home on demand is because then i don't have to go to a theater and i don't need to risk the like shot of i don't know some idiot behind me who keeps talking or something like that or he's like making remarks throughout the film but now that people don't go to movies anymore it's like oh now's the good time to go to the theaters because you know when i saw licorice pizza there was no one there oh man yeah i that's true (laughs) i oh man i i'm sure if i go see scream that'll be the case but i remember going to go see spider-man like right as omicron was like hey what's up guys i'm omicron how's it going and I'm sitting in a packed fucking oh, theater. Oh, really? I think mine was pretty packed a, too. But mine was with the with the company I work for, so it was all people who I worked with. And oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine was full. Uh, I mean, like I said, there was a fucking dad on his phone next to me the whole fucking yeah. time. Did people cheer whenever? God, I hate when people cheer in movies, especially in the middle of a movie. Did people cheer when like Spider Man showed up? Oh they, yeah, they dude. Did, I mean, I I, I cheered for Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I had to. I couldn't help it. I I mean, there were scenes in it. I don't I don't mind it. Like, there's always a scene in certain like Marvel movies and things like that where I've just like I'm okay if people like applaud or something. I, I have like a few times no Way too. Home is the but, only movie where it's acceptable but, because they they just like would not confirm Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. So well, the fact right. when they actually showed up, everyone was just like, "Fuck yeah!" I can't, we I'm so happy. But it was like leaked <laughs> to death. But, I guess. Like I remember. I when know, see, but I still had the fear, see, Jake. I still had the fear. <laughs> see, my thing with it though is like I'm okay with it in, in like parts of a movie, but like with me with my Spider-Man movie, like if you remember what I was what I said about it, I there were times people were like applauding things that were just little scenes and things that of no importance, and and that gets irritating. I think what uh, really did it, for especially me when was, people are talking, if there's I like think, a like a like oh sorry Jake, no you can finish, finish what you're saying. Oh no, all I was saying is like especially if there's like a a scene that's just dialogue exchange between characters, and they're talking and people are like screaming and applauding, that's when I get it. It's irritating to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say I think like the clearest memory I have of this happening was when I saw Star Wars: The Force Awakens the first time. And when Han Solo showed up and everyone was cheering in the theater and it was like, okay, all right. Like, of course he's in the, we already knew he was in the movie. Like relax. In the, I don't tra- know. In the trailers. <laughs> just, yeah. If just he was bitter. in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. It was in the trailer. People, I, I swear when I saw the trailer in theater, people were still cheering when he showed up and it's like, come oh. on. Like, what'd you think? And Harrison Ford fucking hated every second of it. Like, it's just, yes. <laughs> let him do his own thing. <laughs> There's this video of, uh, someone interviewing Harrison Ford <laughs> at like Anthony the Carboni. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it was at, <laughs> at a Star Wars convention, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, so are you excited to get back into your role as as Han Solo? And he's like, 
I guess. I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking love Harrison Ford. He's so fucking taken aback by how excited this person is. He's just like, he looks so uncomfortable. It's the fucking best. Like, I know I've told you guys about it before, but one of my favorite, uh, uh, one of my favorite interviews uh, was when, God, what's the guy's name? What's the Nerdist guy's name who who uh, turned out to be oh kind of a, oh uh, Chris 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 Hardway Chris, Chris Hardway Chris he Hardway. interviewed right. he interviewed Harrison Ford for the Nerdist podcast one time and I listened to it because I had a job where I just listened to a lot of podcasts because I was just packing boxes and stuff and it was so funny because he was so excited to meet he, he was nervous and excited. And it was in a hotel room, so the audio quality was really <laughs> shit. And Harrison Ford just sounded like he was ready to wring his neck. That's awesome. <laughs> he was like, "So, so you're, you're you're all of the coolest people. You're 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 in Blade Runner. You're Han Solo." He's like, "What do you have to Indiana say about that?" Jones. And he's just like, "Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I got lucky, I guess." And <laughs> it's good stuff. Harrison Ford's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I. You know what? I I'm so fucking concerned about that new Indiana Jones movie. Like, uh, I, I understand that it's James Mangold who's making it, but I also understand how fucking old Harrison Ford is now. Yeah, <laughs> like if I mean, it's just it's a, two it, hours of him actually being an archaeologist. And it, like, at least it's not George Lucas. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. Yes, I. I mean, honestly. You know, it's one thing for him to have come back for the Star Wars movies where he really was. I mean, Force Awakens a bit more, but they weren't giant roles. I feel there must be at least a little bit more something there for him to come back for a whole another Indiana Jones movie in his 70s. I feel like he's uh, because he, you know, I feel I like know. he does like that character more, it seems, from what I've yeah, heard. Oh, this is, I feel like he's got more appreciation for it. Right. So I, I. I definitely am open-minded with it. And I mean, it l- literally just be better than the last one, which shouldn't be too difficult. And I would be happy. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that, that's not a hard bar to jump, but it seems like an easy <laughs> bar to run directly into and fall down. I trust James Mangold <laughs> enough to direct a, a, at least an entertaining indie movie. Did, did you guys yeah. know James Mangold is also directing a Bob Dylan movie starring timothy chalamet called Is going what? electric apparently it's been I in like not. production hell for a while it's ab- wow is it re- wow so is that going to be about bob dylan deciding to start playing yeah which is a super fascinating time yeah that's for cool. him because he was getting so much shit because he switched from like folky music to electric and, and like you know i think his first album where he switched to electric he wrote like a rolling stone which you know is probably one of his most well-known songs ever written but people right. at the time fucking hated it because it wasn't what it was he different. normally played so i i mean well it's a bunch of folk nerds and, and i think timothy chalamet could be a really good cat like i feel like he looks a lot like bob dylan i feel like yeah, he i could, could see that make that work and james mangold you know is, is a is a pretty good director but i mean he's an excellent director but like it seems like he's got a lot on his plate yeah, I, I yeah. one thing about Sh- Timothy Chalamet was I never really got him, and I thought he was pretty awful. Well, okay, I, <laughs> he's I in like clarify. everything now. In, he, in I was Lady about to Bird, say he's in a lot of movies. I, I I think Lady Bird is the only other movie I've seen him in. Um, I thought he was good in Lady Bird. I so 
this is why I needed to clarify what I was saying. I fucking hated him in Lady Bird, but that's probably because he did a really good job of playing a fucking unbearably just an unbearably unbearable teenager. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's oh he, he my was, god, he was I good fucking at it. hated him. I didn't like him. Uh, I mean, I didn't like the character, but I think he did know, a good be, job. Did you I, see I Don't mean, Look Up? Because he plays an unbearable teenager in that too. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. I did not. I, see I haven't that seen yet. that. He, you know what? But like, I kind of understand why people like him so much, and he's got this kind of like rabid fan base after Dune. Like he, he's pretty charismatic, and he's he's a good actor, and he's good looking. I still, I still think it's fucking weird that he's playing Willy Wonka. <laughs> Wait, really? I don't think it's yeah, weird. Gonna, he looks James the Mangold top. directing that too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the Evil New. It's a it's a collaboration. Between oh, okay. he's, yeah, he's, he's he's got the look. I mean, he does look a little bit more like a, a like a Willy Wonka for a Tim Burton esque movie. But yeah, they'll, I'm more they'll offended. Make it work. I, I'm just more offended that they're making a Willy Wonka origin movie at all. Like that is. Wait, I mean, really? I'm not offended because I'm not surprised. I, I I think Willy Wonka is a something is one of those movies that you just don't fucking touch. Like it should be considered in the same realm as like Doctor Strange Love and Yeah, but you you don't understand how low executives go. Like yeah. making a franchise out of Willy Wonka is the fucking stupidest thing, but you know. <laughs> hey, well, wait, wait till he meets story. the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, let's tie him. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the thing is if the I I if it was better received, I don't know how much it made, so I can't speak on success, but if it was received better, they would have made a sequel to the one with Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, I'm I mean, sure, the, but I'm no, yeah, no, but I'm just saying like, I wanted to do another one though. No, no. But the thing with this with Timothy Chalamet is now everyone, I mean most younger people who see it are probably going to be comparing it to the Johnny Depp one. I can't imagine a bunch. Oh of, my god, that's disgusting. You know. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, I don't. Oh I can't, my god, there are going to be people being like, he's no Johnny Depp. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying it that way. I'm sure it'll be a better. I mean, movie there will be people. But. There will be people who are like, I prefer the Johnny Depp one, and it's like, that's what's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know in in the youths of today how high in high regard. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is. So. Oh, they love it. I'm pretty sure it's one of their favorite things. It's like, oh, it's like okay, TikTok, well then they should love it. Willy Wonka and uh, I don't know what other what else. Fortnite. Yeah, those are the three things kids like these days. <laughs> uh, and then they got to have a collab with Fortnite and put Willy Wonka in it. Yeah, but Willy, but Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka though. Yes. Oh no, we don't want Gene Wilder in Fortnite. No. <laughs> Keep him away from Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, shit. Rowan Atkinson is in Wonka. Ooh, I like Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, that's... I, I haven't seen that guy. I, I wonder what he fucking looks like now. Yeah, I, I mean, I not he's... not too different. He did... He, not that long ago, he did another Johnny English, and he looked similar to how he always... I mean, a little bit grayer and all that, but... Oh, man. He doesn't that, look that terrible. That was not... That was a long time ago, Stuart. Was it? Well, once again, COVID times. Now I'm like, oh, 2018. Yeah, that's not terribly far back. Is that the second? Yeah, it's one? Sti- it's no, still it's the third. Twenty, Matt. Oh, okay, I was gonna say. I thought the second one. Oh, I guess they made a third. They did. Wow. Yeah. God, it's 2022. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my god. What oh happened? My god. Dude, it fucks me up so much thinking about that. <laughs> but on the but so the end note, Matt, you enjoyed Dune. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It definitely. Um, I I feel like it's not even fair to Denis Villeneuve until he gets to tell his whole story. To to. I mean, I I'm no I'm no movie critic, so it's not like I'm getting paid to write a review. But I I would be I would be hard heartbroken if I had to like not get the follow up. Like yeah, and, and rate this first movie because it definitely feels like like the first part. And I know they don't want to be like Dune Part One, so you don't see it until the second one comes out. But uh, I, I'm I'm positive I'll end up loving it uh, if if the second one is made as well as this first one. Yeah, I'm just realizing uh, I shouldn't have bought the 4K Blu-ray of Dune because when the second one comes out, there'll be a two-pack that would probably oh, yeah. have that, some cool shit. That's and what I, I was planning on God, doing. I I bought it though. Well, I mean, then, I mean, still it'll be cool. it'll be two years from now, and you'll be like. That's, that doesn't even exist anymore. I didn't spend that money. And then you can buy the two-pack and then get, have a little t- pet sandworm that comes with it. I hope so. That'd be cool. That would be pretty fucking cool. Like or a, a real little Timothy one, Chalamet figure. Oh, Just don't I mean, do what creepy. I think you'd do with a sandworm. Oh, I'll do exactly what you think I'd do with a sandworm. Don't. Keep, it out, keep, keep, keep yourself out of the sand, Jake. And you know what part I'm talking about. He's okay. going to fuck that worm. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! There's the podcast episode. Jake's gonna fuck that word. Um, okay. Well, no, I'm glad you finally watched it. It's uh, yeah, a good movie. So yeah, it's, looking forward it's really to good. part two. Uh, Stuart, man, yeah. Matrix. Oh, what you? Think? Oh, yes, right. Oh, um, yeah, man. Wait, Matt, I, did I you see it? Ma- yet. Okay, you haven't seen. I it, won't. So. I haven't seen it. No spoilers. I won't spoil anything. Uh, or unless I mean, we want to wait, do we want to wait until Matt has seen it for me to say anything? Or uh, I mean, I'll see it in a couple years. No, so. oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> if you um, want, so you just you just talk about. I'll it. I'll talk yeah. about it. I just won't be spoilery. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with it. That does not mean that I do not have issues with it because I do. Um, I was. Cu- <laughs> this is the one part where avoiding spoilers is going to be a little difficult because I'm curious as to because Jake, you mentioned to me something about. There's one thing in it you're curious of my opinion on. Yeah, that was weeks ago. I forgot what it was. <laughs> okay. Well, in this movie, I, I saw one thing that people were getting upset about regarding the role of a certain character, and they change it up in this one. Um, I'd had no issue with that. Okay. Uh, there, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, I don't. I forgot uh, this movie already. Okay. Well, so I, I overall I liked it. Uh, Sadly, though, with some of the issues I have, uh, this is definitely my least favorite Matrix in terms of fights. Oh yeah, the fights weren't very the fights good in this, in this movie, movie they were just felt really, like, really disappointing. It um, felt like uh, who is Lana Wachowski direct this, right? Right. It felt like she was just like, ah, let's just get these fights over with. I want to get to the other stuff. Which with this movie, you can look it at it as like on purpose. Right. Yeah, you can look at it like, oh, maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's a critique of like what this movie is about. Like, there's, it almost makes sense that the action isn't great in this movie. It right, but that doesn't mean that it's okay that the action isn't great because it's kind of disappointing. The, the problem of where it falls into is there's enough action that regardless of if it is even intentional there's enough action that it's it's a bummer that they're not more interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but as far as the movie itself, uh, I don't 
I did not enjoy. So I liked some of the meta stuff. Um, I did. It felt a little. I mean, I I'm trying to avoid spoilers here. So there are certain characters in it. I just think we're just I know it was just to kind of poke fun and make statements on the movies. But some of like the office workers and that whole shtick going on in the movie, Jake, like yeah. that some of that annoyed me. Like, I didn't think it was that funny. I, like, they were trying yeah. to be funny with it. Some of it I liked. Like I enjoyed. Uh, I think Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but he's in uh, Mind Hunter. Uh, but anyway, he's he's a, a character in it that, and I, I thought he did a, a solid job. Um, I do think. I, th- I think I could talk. Can I talk? Can I? Can I talk about things that were in the trailer? Yeah, go sure. ahead. Um, I think it was completely inconsequential to have Morpheus in this movie. Yeah, it kind of was. It like like I I actually liked Jessica Henwick's character, and she could have done basically everything that, that the Morpheus character has done in the movie. Like, there's nothing that like oh, it had to be Morpheus, other than maybe one scene, and even that, it's just kind of on a base level of like oh, because he was the one that did it the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, Jessica Henwick, I thought, I, I liked her. She was the one with the blue hair. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought she was f- fine, and I thought she was a good, like, you know, catalyst to get everything going again. But, I mean, overall, I think the movie's pretty good. I, For people who didn't like the sequels, I, I kind of with Jake, it's probably one of the better sequels. I don't know if I liked it as much as Revolutions, maybe. Uh, Reloaded, I, de- I liked this more. But yeah. That, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, I know for sure I like this more than Reloaded, but I don't know if I like it more than Revolutions because I haven't seen Revolutions in a very long time. And I remember kind of like, I remember liking it when I was, I was a kid when I saw it. So I remember really liking it because it was like, oh, I got to go see a rated R movie in theaters. This is awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I think I enjoyed a lot of the meta stuff. I just don't think that the movie did a lot with it. Like no, at least in the second, like it it felt like it was setting up for something more interesting, but then by the end, it was just kind of like, all right, it was just uh, that. Yeah. It's like, okay, (laughs) getting some fight scenes in here. And like, I don't know. People are like, oh, it's actually a love story. And it's like, I mean, wasn't it always kind of a love story? Like, I don't know what makes. Oh, that, that part I was fine with. I I like, like the Carrie Ann Moss and and Keanu Reeves together are are great to see again. That made me happy, and uh, like the direct. I do agree, though, that the direction the movie was, it seemed to be setting up. You go like, "Oh, this is okay. This is a really interesting way to go about this." Even though you know there, it's kind. You know, even though you know there's obviously going to be more behind the scenes with it. Uh, but then by the end of it, you're just like, "Oh, it's just you know, it's just a Matrix movie." Yeah, I, I think I hope my hope is that uh, they'll never make another Matrix movie again. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, honestly, it ends on a note. It doesn't need a sequel. Yeah. And like, it doesn't need one. I don't know. It, rewatching, I mean, watching this movie, I didn't rewatch the Matrix original, but I, I love that movie. But I feel like that movie was a great movie for the, for the time. I mean, it's, I think it still holds up, but I think like, like that, that doesn't, it doesn't need to be a franchise. We don't need a bunch of it, Matrix it, movies. It, like, I saw people on Twitter being like, who hated this movie being like, oh, why didn't she just? Why didn't they just let someone else direct the next Matrix movie? And it's like, why? It doesn't need to be. A, we don't need more. Like, 
can, can something just exist and we'll just leave it at that? Like, this is a really good movie. It defined the era it came out in. And let's just leave it there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I so I re I rewatched the first one not that long ago, and and that that's a genuinely a great yeah, movie. That movie. That movie's awesome. I, I love The Matrix. I think it holds up. It did not need a sequel. It ends on such a perfect note. It did not, which is why I think maybe even kind of goes into Dune of why maybe it feels a little off. Is like The Matrix. I mean, I'm sure it was probably one of those that wasn't set up. They weren't sure if it was going to get a sequel, but it just goes to show that you can have a series of movies but have endings that feel like endings still yeah just in case uh but i uh yeah no this new one it just i like that they brought some of the body horror back a bit that mm. was in the original two and yeah. three have some but it's it's not as uh kind of fucked up it's not as, as gory as no it's not gory it's none of it's gory <laughs> I know. jesus christ man. uh no none of it's gory <laughs> it's just kind of like uncomfortable um yeah these movies are the matrix has never been that graphic from what i remember uh other than maybe that's because you've been desensitized Stuart. maybe i don't I, was there anything that gory maybe uh, someone I getting stabbed so. i don't remember any no thing that bad <clears throat> in it but uh Creepy no, it's for sure. Wait, say that again. Creepy for sure. Oh, creepy. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. There's definitely creepy elements. But the other thing with this movie, which I was a little distracting, but also is something that's for people who maybe haven't seen The Matrix in a while or don't know much about it and are just kind of dragged along to see it. They go back and forth so much to make sure that you don't miss a fucking reference in this. Like to a point where I, I thought it was almost funny. Like someone will say a line that was from an old movie and they'll show you that exact scene. Where oh it's yeah. Over and over. Which was also kind of weird too. Cause it was like critiquing that sense of nostalgia yet. It also just kind of played it up as much as it could, which once again, it's like hard to criticize cause it's like, okay, I like, that's kind of what the movie was going for i think but also it right. feels yeah I, it's weird it feels almost out of place but also it makes sense it, it, it's such a weird movie i think like above all i think this movie's super interesting whether or not it works though is like i don't i don't oh, really know yeah i mean i definitely came out liking it more than disliking it yeah i'd say the, I'd say the same but where the it is a hard movie to critique, but at the same time, when it goes into the main plot of the film, it becomes, you know, like a, a almost classical Matrix movie again. Yeah. And then you go, well, if you're going to be doing that anyway, at least, you know, you know, put in the effort that you did in the last three. Because that was the other thing, too. Every time they would flash to the old Matrix, I'd be like, God damn, that's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just, I, like, I loved that scene where uh, they were explaining everything to Neo, and you just saw like the Matrix, the original, just projected on the walls. In yeah, that area. You're right. Like, that was really cool. Like I thought that was. I, I like that too. No, I like that. And there's some. There's there's definitely some cool scenes. Uh, CGI is a little inconsistent. There's times it looks really yeah, good. There, there's, there's times some bad it doesn't. <laughs> stuff. Uh, especially early on, there's a couple scenes where uh, I watched it with my brother and we we, we laughed a bit. Uh, but overall, it does. I I don't I don't I don't know. I don't go looking at the major, you know the total consensus of it. But 
I didn't hate the movie. I, I think it's like an interesting watch, like Jake said. I I enjoyed a good chunk of it. Uh, they, I they had actually solid older makeup for a returning character, which I was surprised by because mm-hmm. usually if it's a character that's not a main character in a movie and they do that, it's just very like bad grandpa ish. Where it's clearly just yeah not an old person, <laughs> but they did a you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought they did a, a decent job there and connecting it back to the others, but it, it is one of those where you, it once again though, did it need to be made? No, there's like no r- purpose for it really. It doesn't like end and you're like oh wow, there was so much more to explore. Yeah. Speaking of uh, bad makeup, though, ha- have either of you seen I Think You Should Leave? Yeah, okay. I love that fucking show. I, I, I have not yet. Watched oh, it. This, have you seen the first season? I've seen the second season, and I'm going through the first season now, I think. But oh, in the wow. second season, there's that there's that bit they do where he dresses up as an old man, Yeah, but the makeup is just <laughs> so bad. I fucking love that show. It is so good. Yeah, and that I'll have bit to check is it out. so fucking funny. It, it's it's super easy. Is to it watch. kind? Is it like Borat, where he does things in public, or it's uh no, not, not really. really. It's a sketch show. It's sketch comedy. Oh, okay. Um, I forget the guy's Tim Robinson, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's really funny. Um, it, it's it's sketch comedy. I think that one. That I'm talking about where he dressed up as an old man may have actually been on location, like messing with actual people, but the rest are just sketch comedy. But okay. it's, it's so funny. Uh, like, check oh, it man. out. That one after, I after I check out the other shows. Yeah. I mean, this one's super quick. Like <laughs> yeah. I watched a season and a half in one sitting just because they're 15 minutes each. I think there was like oh. six episodes to a season to, to the second season. Uh, so, so it goes by super quick. I'll have to check yeah. it out. It, it is it is required watching yeah. if you want to be it's, my friend. It's on Netflix. Uh, that one. Well, Matt, I'm going through Castlevania right now, so you you how you how give me long time. have you been going through Castlevania for? Well, I haven't had a chance just to like sit and watch something very long, but I'm I'm done with season two. Oh, nice. So I'm I'm going through it. We'll we'll talk yeah, about it when I'm done. I'm I'm almost absolutely. I'm getting there. I'm getting I'll have there. forgotten. Everyone, keep... I'll have forgotten everything about it by the time you're done, and you guys. No, no, I'll, I I, I plan on going through it sooner than later. I, I, I mean, love it. I think it's great. You could finish it tomorrow, and I'd still be like, yeah, I don't remember half this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been getting emails like crazy asking to have that episode. So oh, I'm sure. Got to hurry oh, up. I'm yeah. Sure. Thanks, Google. Google has been sending us shit tons of emails telling, like, saying, hey, you motherfuckers, finish Castlevania. So, or especially that, or that one motherfucker. Yeah. Listen to fucking (laughs) watch (laughs) Castlevania, you motherfucker. I'm still, Uh, I am. Good stuff. Stuart, I I have another question for you. Well, actually, I don't know, Matt. I'm I'm derailing this show. No, no man. there's no Let, derailing. There are there you are no what, rails. Dude, anyway. what, when have we ever been it's on rails? There, have yeah. ne- there are no rails here. Sir, so you and I played a lot of Metal Gear games when we were younger. Hell yes. Uh, mostly, I'd go to your house and play them because I didn't have a PlayStation. Uh, so I'd play them at your house. 
the one game I remember we did not like when we were younger, the Metal Gear game, was Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm-hmm. Have you played that since? Have you did you finish it ever? Like I I'm curious of your opinion because I recently played Metal Gear Solid 1 on my own for the first time. Uh, I remember playing at your house when we were younger, but I don't remember what happened other than the Psycho Mantis fight. But I'm now right. playing 2, and I remember not liking 2 at all because of something that happens very early. I don't know why I'm trying to hide <laughs> a spoiler. Everyone, I mean, it is, everyone it's knows. Not, right. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, you and I hated it uh, yes. because we weren't able to play as Solid Snake because we were like, what? This is stupid. Um, but playing it now, I'm like, all right, this is actually kind of cool. I'm curious what you think of it because yeah, like I said at the time, we did not like that about it. Oh yeah. No, I, almost, I just, I like, I think I, I, I played a little bit as Raiden and then just kind of gave up. Uh, yeah. but no, I actually did eventually. No, I, I, uh, there was a point I want to say in high school where I was like, I'm just going to go through the entire series, including two and, or at least out of the PlayStation ones and mm-hmm. just go through it. Um, cause I love, I love the first ones, uh, snake eater and guns, of the Patriots are two of my favorite games, period. Uh, but yeah, no, I did replay through it and yes, no, I, I do, I do like it and it is cool. Uh, I mean, it is a really cool intro level with snakes still. So it is like at first you're it's still a little like, Oh yeah, I haven't it finished but, it to be fair. I never finished two. I've, uh, it, it, it's worth finishing. It's worth finishing for sure. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I think it's I'm a, enjoying a, I, it a lot now. But. Yeah, it's a it's a solid and fun game. I mean, it's just one of those things where uh, I just enjoy Snake so much that I lean towards the other games. But as a game itself, no, it's still a, a really uh, good game, and I, I enjoy it. Like Sons of Liberty is is definitely not one I look down on now, even though yeah. we did back then. Uh, yeah, I I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, but I do remember I was like furious. Like, yeah, you what do you I... mean I don't get to be Snake? I, what the <laughs> fuck is this bullshit? Because I remember because I was lo- the only Metal Gear game that came out on Xbox, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is what you give us. What are you doing? Uh, but uh, no, with time and and some maturity, I've I've come to uh, like that game. Uh, it's been yeah. a while since I. I mean, it's been since high school since I played it, but I did like it. Like when I completed it you play you've played all those games right matt uh i don't think i've finished metal gear solid um actually i haven't i know that for a fact Um, you should i I actually have my metal sorry i have my playstation (laughs) one right beside me um I was going to say Metal Gear Solid right beside me, but that <laughs> that would be stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I love that series. I think it's it's fucking... I, I came to it super late. Like, I, I played Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 on a Vita, and oh, I okay. thought that they were fucking... I mean, I... I it, it was the kind of thing where I was like, Resident Evil 4 is the best game ever made. And my friend would be like, Metal Gear Solid 3 is the best game ever made. And I played Metal Gear, well, Metal Gear Solid 3. And I was like, fuck, dude. I totally understand why you thought this was the best game ever made. Yeah. In the same vein as Resident Evil 4, where it's just like, this, this is just fucking incredible. Like, Yeah, there, there are two games that like... I remember as a kid being absolutely blown away by it. And there were two games that I couldn't play 
and uh, it, it was Metal Gear Solid 3 and it was Resident Evil 4. Both those games I played at Stewart's house uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we were younger because I didn't have a PlayStation, like I said, so I wasn't able to play Metal Gear Solid 3. But I just remember like going over to your house, Stuart, and you'd have to like treat your wounds and like get leeches out of your character. Like there's just out of snakes. Yeah, and there'd be, it's like, insane. Oh, there was like, and like you'd like disguise yourself as an alligator and I'd be like, you can do literally anything in this game. This is insane. And then I remember hearing about the the sniper stuff, like all the like all of the Easter eggs and I, was, I just didn't believe it. And I finally played it like back in 2011 when it finally came to 360 and that game's awesome. But like I have such fond memories for three in particular. So I'm like I'm, I'm enjoying going through these Metal Gear games that I never finished. No, that, that's no, that's awesome. Yeah, no, three. I definitely have a lot of fun, especially with us, too, when we used to play it together, because there would always be like the OK, we got we got a couple enemies nearby and then out of nowhere, we get fucking killed by an alligator. Yeah. It's or like, oh, shit. <laughs> I remember like the the first when you I think I was there when you first got it and like we started smoking and just snake and it was died. Just, <laughs> just, like, just killing us. We were, we were like, like, wait, hell yeah, solid snake. Let's just, let's just, let's just go through these packs. We're adult. We're an adult. We can smoke all we want. And just, he died. So it was like, oh, wow. Well, yeah. There's a good message in there somewhere. But, uh, yeah. And then remember they had like that, like other mode for oh, the ape escape. Like, one? The ape escape. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just tranquilized them. Yeah. <laughs> that game is just, there's so much going on for it. The game is wild. Uh, that, it also that, looks yeah, insane it, for a PS2 game. Like looking oh, at yeah. trailers, it looks ridiculous. Because I, I, like I said, I've been playing two and I stopped and I was like, I'm going to watch some of the trailers. So I watched some of the trailers for two and the trailers for two look pretty rough. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm playing the the remaster that Bluepoint did. So it, it's got HD graphics and stuff. It looks pretty good. But like two looked pretty good like it still looks pretty good like the detail on those characters like i was on the reddit and uh someone pointed out how there's a key moment in the game uh and you can see snake's eyeballs twitch because he's like so taken aback by what's happening and it's like like people just didn't think of that kind of stuff back then except Hideo kojima right (laughs) it's like probably worked some poor programmer to death be like no 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 his eyes have to twitch. We have to sell this. I mean, three and four have so many little details like that of things like you wouldn't think are in the game, but they just happen. Or you know, uh, oh yeah, five two five had some yeah. ridiculous. Five stuff. five did five did two for sure. I I, I just maybe not story related uh, stuff. Story story like, story story wise, five was a bit of a, a disappointment for me, but it, it's still good. Don't get me wrong, it's still good, and the game itself is like an incredible game. Uh, but three and four in particular for me, like they're just so well done. And I like the camo system in both of them. The weapon customizations really good. I, I love my goddamn David Hater. David Hater's yeah. wondrous, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 an amazing series. It, that it unfortunately quite- in released Metal Gear Survive, which I just can't. It's yeah, not a Metal Gear game. It's not, the it's, there's, Metal no, Gear there's games. no association with it. And I'm not playing yeah. Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> I, I, I refuse I'm, to call that. I might Metal start Gear. it up. I might start it up just to see, but there's no way I'm... Uh, yeah, no, I'm not even going to start it up. I changed my mind already. You know what? It well, doesn't even exist. It is, Metal Gear Survive? It is a disappointing entry in an otherwise pretty damn good series. Hell yeah. 
But you know what else? Well, I don't know that this is necessarily disappointing for me because I, d- I don't give a fuck about him. Um, and I and I never really liked anything he ever made. But Joss Whedon oh, goodness is in the gracious. news again. Oh, I saw. Oh, yeah. oh I saw. Uh, he, he Talk about fucking shooting yourself in the fucking foot. Uh, this, this, he seems like an insane person. He seems like he seems like an asshole. Like, oh my god, I would my be. Goodness. I would be like a lot worried. I would be worried to be in the same room with him if I ever saw him, and I was like, "Oh shit, this room, the doors are closed. I need to get the fuck out." Because he, he, I, there. Vulture did an interview with him, and I've never been more uncomfortable reading something <laughs> about anyone. <laughs> It and he has and he looks creepy in the photos oh, they have. Yeah, like, he's dude. lost a bunch of weight. He's like you could tell he's probably just been kind of hiding from people, but he looks like the guy that would snag your kid when you weren't looking. It's... Well, <laughs> at, at one point he says that when when he the basically he was talking about his trauma and and how much damage his childhood um, had put on him. Uh, he, I think Vulture asked him if he'd be willing to share his most traumatic memory, and then he said, I'm going to run to the loo. And then he admitted later that someone had advised him to pretend to pee if he felt uncomfortable with a question. Uh, which is like, are, are you three? And so also... Just like, it's like you can't just say, I don't want to answer that. There's this whole bit about uh, how he, he was like, I think Ray Fisher is plotting against me and I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder put him up to it. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Zack Snyder is like the perfect progressive dude. I I've seen 300, but uh, that's an awesome movie, man. Yeah. But like you, you sound like a crazy person. I sound like but a crazy anyway, person because I was no, an awesome movie. No, no, no Joss Whedon, Whedon sounds like. Oh, Joss. Oh, oh, yeah. No, he just starts going on with a bunch of conspiracy theory shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but there's one part in particular that I want to read right now because <laughs> All right. I'm surprised it wasn't the subject of the entire goddamn interview. It made me so uncomfortable uh, that I have to share it with everyone listening today. I can't wait. <clears throat> when he was five, a four-year-old boy the son of family friends, disappeared on his parents' property upstate. Uh, oh, <laughs> let me reread that. That was the worst reading I've ever done. <laughs> when he was five, a four-year-old boy, the son of family friends, disappeared on his parents' property upstate. Eventually, his body was found. He had drowned in the pond. Years later, as a teenager, Whedon remembered he had called the boy over to the pond to play with him. After getting bored, he had walked away, leaving the boy alone by the water. I didn't think it was my fault, Whedon said. I knew I was five, but it doesn't just disappear as a thought. It took him another 30 years, he said, before another thought dawned on him. Even after the incident, his parents never taught him to swim. There was no structure, he said. There was no safety. I have... <laughs> he killed what that boy. Fuck? <laughs> I think Joss Whedon killed a kid, dude. <laughs> I think Joss Whedon killed a little boy. (laughs) Why would you talk about that? I know. Like, there's no, there's no benefit to telling a story like that. And and also, like, that's and other than just coming off is just really shallow and weird. I don't think Vulture was like, "Hey, have you ever killed a kid?" And he was like, "Well, there was this one time when I was at my parents' property upstate." 
And I was like, well, tell me. He's like, did you have a, a distressing type childhood? He's like, oh, well, one time I drowned a kid. Uh, but, you know, that was, yeah, no one, no one proved anything there. But, uh, yeah, well, know, it, I'm just a guy. He's just a it's normal also like, guy. How do you not follow up? That how, do you, it, how do you hear well, that and not go, hey, well, what was with that thing about the kid? I'm, the I'm sure <laughs> that this was kind of supposed to be a comeback thing, which is hilarious when you read everything and, and see what he said, because if right. anything, it's like he tried to just demolish himself. On Martin Luther oh. King Day, he went on about how he, uh, Ray Fisher is just going, going after him, and it's a conspiracy, and he's a bad actor in both senses. Oh, yeah. And then he goes on about Gal Gadot not understanding him because English isn't her first language. Oh, yeah, and then, that was fucking crazy, and, too. <laughs> and going on about how Zack Snyder, uh, his movie didn't make any sense, uh, and like was going off about all that, and how... Uh, during the whole process that everyone was mean to him. It's just like, <laughs> you could not have answered this worse. You could not have addressed any of this in a worse fashion than he just did. And the fact that this was supposed to be, cause like, if you look, you saw the cover and all that, Matt, like this was supposed to be like a comeback little piece for him. Oh yeah. Like yeah, they, but- they, they, they scheduled it and like making it look like this is, a, this is Joss Whedon's side. This is his story. And instead I mean, the article just, like, is called the undoing of Joss Whedon. <laughs> and, well, he undid it. And I feel like, much. I feel like I know it's talking about the undoing as in his actions, what, but I feel happened? this article is Did the it? undoing of Joss Whedon. <laughs> oh, yeah. This will be the, thought. yeah, this will be the final <laughs> nail. If anything, I mean, if, if, I just don't, I, I, I'm surprised that he, the best thing he could have done was say nothing. Because I don't think he could have come up with anything in terms of an actual good response to a lot of that stuff. Well, I mean, but to me, it's... the response shows that he, I mean, like, whatever, I don't know the guy, I don't know his situation. But like, to me, if I was in his situation and I had been a shithead, I would go fucking one if i was him and i had the money i would say hey listen all the people i've affected i'm gonna pay for your therapy if you need it just let me know i can i can get you in touch with my people they will deal with it so you don't have to have contact with me and then also i am going to take an extended break to work on myself and go to therapy and then maybe a couple years be like hey i was an asshole i'm sorry Uh, i understand if you don't accept me but i'm I'm gonna try to make a living again doing what i love but this is crazy. But, this but is even, the craziest thing I've ever read in my life. But, but even like the, the normal douchey response would have been better than what he did. Like the normal douchey response would be like, look, I didn't think I was being like that. I'm sorry if I came off like that. It's shitty uh, and yeah, people I do mean, it. But he didn't even just do that. He just, if anything, just confirmed everything that people accused him of. Just, you know, unintentionally. It's ins- it's hilarious and it's weird. Like there's even like the thing with Gal Gadot because she made the comment that he had like threatened her career and all this. And in this same this whole same article, Jake, he did you read it, Jake? Uh, I read excerpts from it. I like, didn't read the whole thing. So he makes uh, a comment yeah. like I would never threaten anybody. But in this same interview, he talks about how like when he was like younger and like kind of mad at the world stuff, so, like how he like plotted elaborate revenge on his family members. And there's just like a lot of just, I don't know. He's a weird man. Right. 
Well, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, it, it, he's a weird dude, and I'm, I'm worried about what happened with that boy by the pond, and uh, I'm going to run for the exit if I ever walk into a room with Joss Whedon. <laughs> I, I think he could take Joss Whedon. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna uh, listen. They're, they're <laughs> I'm not gonna take any chances. Hey, uh, I'm sure if it was a fight, fair fight, but, uh, uh, but what? <laughs> who's got more like, hey, resources? Matt, Hey, Mac, do you see this pond right here? You should come check it out. I, I, <laughs> and Matt, as someone who loves exit. ponds, would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Matt, you're but, Canadian. You must like little bodies of water. But then <laughs> but then I notice then I notice it's Joss Whedon. I'm like, oh, now I'm conflicted. I want to go to the pond because I love ponds, but I'm also terrified of Joss Whedon now. So That's just such you know a what? bizarre story. This year I turned 30, and I got to say, my 30s are the hardest of any decade I've ever had, and I'm, I'm barely starting them. Boys, Wait, I, I have think one that more was... thing I have to say. All right. One more thing. What's up? God saved me from the crash so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. That's all I had to say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that He's song back. that much, but I heard that and just <laughs> died laughing. Oh, my God. Dude. It was incredible. His line about him being the table, though, is pretty, there's some there's some good bars. That in there. that and uh, I don't negotiate with therapists too, man. <laughs> Problematic Kanye's back. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's all. I God, have wouldn't it be that. awesome if we could get Kanye West on here and let him just speak his truth? <laughs> that make me so happy. That make me so. Yep. Fucking. Wild fucking place, Hollywood Matt. Is, you should right, reach boys? out to him. Has he done See a inter- him on the podcast? Just be like, hey, have you been interviewed by a Canadian before? And he'll probably be just so interested in the fact that you brought that up that he would probably. I'll just be like, that. hey, in Canada we refer ourselves to Canadians. And then Hell like, oh, yeah. shit. All right, I'm doing this interview. Maybe we can be like, um, hey, I know you're coming out with that <laughs> documentary called uh, what's what is it called? It's called Genius. Three- Oh, Gene, like J E E N, yes, yeah. What a weird guy, but I love him. But a talented one, but yeah. a talented one. All right, boys, what a fucking episode it's been. Uh, Laughs, I feel gaffs, like Joss Whedon killing people. Yeah, you know what? I actually feel like this week I feel more like I am two feet on the ground in the new year than I ever have been in 2022. Damn, let's go. Yeah, let's go, so man. let's fucking let's fucking get it, as the kids say. And <laughs> kids don't uh, say I that hope... anymore. Okay, uh, let's get it. Uh, this episode was bussin'. Uh, I hope. Oh, I you thought you were gonna say fan... like this episode is brought to you by. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by. I, I don't even know. I I I was like, oh, I'll be funny, but then I thought, ah, I'm not going to say that just in case we get in trouble, right? <laughs> from from people. But hey, listen, everyone, we are always happy to have you listening to us. If you'd like to reach out to us, our email is thenuclearfridge@gmail.com. We are always happy to hear your thoughts. Hey, did we talk about Betty White? Yes. No, yeah, we're not yeah, doing we that again. Oh, okay. We're not. No, I'm. I think. I'm, <laughs> I know. I know. I we think did, he's man. being a little fuck. Oh, but hey, oh, well, I mean, oh, but you're my little fuck. Oh, thank you. You're Much welcome. Appreciated. I don't know if you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know something though? Really cool. Just actually, like as like a little like brief comment at the end. I just learned about one of my one of um, my friends brought this up. 
And I think it's the coolest thing, even though I haven't like followed up with the show, that there is a giant Gundam in Japan. Oh, yeah. That, oh, like, yeah. Moves and shit. Yeah. It's been there forever. It's crazy. I didn't know that, but it was because I used to watch Gundam as a kid and they brought that up and I just thought that was fascinating. It, like shoots out smoke and shit. That's it. I, no, that's Japan it has farting. some cool shit. It's farting. It's not shooting out smoke. Oh, okay. Well, either way, it's cool. I, I appreciate that they someone someone blew vape up there and now it's farting. Farting vape. <laughs> That'd be cool. But yeah, I saw a girl farting and vaping at the same time. Did you have your act the other had, day? Really? I don't want to think yeah, too hard was, about that. Let's wrap this up. She was very attractive. All right, everybody. Wait, wait, Thank but, you for but, but she vaped through her just, mouth. Just keep talking, right? man. Just keep talking. Don't let Thank him. you for a, listening to another fantastic episode of The Nuclear Fridge. We are so happy to have you every week. We will see you next Friday. But until then, have a great weekend with a cold one from The Nuclear Fridge. <laughs>